This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to episode six of Maybe Baby, the podcast for the parentally undecided. I'm Kate Lawler. And I'm Bodge, the Robin to her Batman. The gravy to my mashed potatoes. Dwight York to your Andrew Cole. Where did that come from? It's more niche. It's football. <laughs> Sorry. I realise we've got a big football listening audience on Maybe Baby, so a little throwback for them. Do it again. The Dwight York to your Andrew Cole. What's the connection? They played up front for Man U together. As a strike force. All right, enough. Lethal strike force. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Strike Any- force. Please stop with the football. Pew, 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 pew. Anyway, we're on to a big episode in our series here as we're about to discuss the other side of the coin, choosing not to have a child. Ow. And our guest is a successful comedian who's made the conscious decision for several reasons not to have a child. And to be honest, this is a big moment to try and turn Bodge around to my way of thinking. Doubtful. No, do you know what? To be honest, she made a lot of compelling points uh, and there was nothing that she said that I disagreed with. Um, but I think it shows how personal the choice is because despite all of that, none of what she said put me off. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, you fucked it. But first, one of my best mates gave birth last weekend and she messaged our girls WhatsApp group saying, George filmed the birth. If any of you want to watch it, let me know and I'll send it via DM. Within minutes... The replies were, do, 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 do. yes, me, me, I want to watch it. So I just said, put the video on here. All of us want to see it. And it's the first time I've ever watched anyone push a baby out in a birthing pool. So I didn't get to see it because obviously this is Kate's friend mm-hmm. in a uh, naked baby giving position. <laughs> but she did dictate to me what was happening. Yeah. Do you know what was interesting is you weren't as horrified as when you watched the C-section from the week before. I was amazed. She was a warrior. She used just gas and air. She wasn't literally a warrior. She didn't like pull the baby out and then like (laughs) kill the doctors. One of the Kardashians did that, pulled her own baby out of her fanny. Well, what, she didn't Apparently it was a beautiful moment. It was very empowering. And it was all captured on TV surrounded by adverts. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) Beautiful. But she did. She only used gas and air. And it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I've only watched two people give birth in my life. My twin sister... I should be able to remember which of her sons that was, but I can't. Sorry, Karen. And a German woman who's got six kids, five of which were all born unassisted um, outside of a hospital. Mm. We both watched that together. Do you remember she was in her back garden? I remember that one because one of the babies that she dropped out and didn't she catch it by the umbilical cord? No, it fell onto the grass on its head. And her husband says, oh, you didn't catch it this time. 
I mean, furious. The kid's got to be okay. It was okay. It was fine. They'll take it off YouTube. The main, kid's main problem is that its mum is videoing this stuff and putting it on YouTube. You know, when you're at school and you're like, "What is your mum doing?" It's like, "Oh, please don't go online and look." <laughs> Very embarrassing. But going back to Amy's birth, it was so fascinating. So I've never watched anything like One Born Every Minute. So this was genuinely the third birth I've ever watched. Mm. And it was just mind-blowing watching the baby's head coming out, the fact that it was born underwater. And because of the way Amy was kneeling in the, in the pool, he floats through her legs and into her arms. And the way she looks at him for the very first time, I've become a little bit obsessed with this birth. And it's almost made me think twice about having a C-section. Having my stomach cut open. Wow. I know. Just because a baby nutmegged its mum. Exactly that. Slipped through. Yeah. And yeah, I, it, it's been amazing because in the seven years, six and a half years we've been together, you've never ever displayed any interest in having a natural birth. Or even if I'd, not that I'd ever suggest it, you can do whatever you want, but you would recoil at the thought of ever doing it. And then you saw that and then something has But I know changed. not every birth is as perfect and no, uncomplicated course, yeah. as my friends. So don't get your hopes up, Sunny Jim. I, I'm not, there's no hopes. You do whatever you want. I'm just saying it's an interesting I almost change. feel like I, I'm even more confused because before I watched her give birth, I thought, yes, I'm definitely having a C-section. Now I'm thinking, do I want to do it naturally? But then I still think of my poor vagina. Your poor vagina. Poor vagina. Well, anyway. Either way, either way, it's tough. So... So I'm really excited for you to hear this episode because quite a few listeners have been in touch asking for us to have somebody on to talk about their decision not to have children. And this is the episode you've been waiting for. It's our chat with Angela Barnes. We'll be back the other side of it. Okay, so up until now, we've been talking to parents about the various stages of having kids. But today we've got someone plugging for my team, Childless United. That's right, today's guest doesn't have kids, doesn't want kids, and isn't shy about telling the world about it. I feel like there's a lot of social pressure to procreate, even in these enlightened times, so I can't wait to hear her take on it. She's an award-winning comedian, and just like me, she's from Kent, so watch out, babe. A double dose of attitude from the Garden of England is coming at you. It gives me great pleasure to welcome the magnificent Angela Barnes to Maybe Baby. Hello, Hello, Angela. Hello, how are you? Pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. To talk about not having children. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I will talk this... to anyone about not having children. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is not going to be easy for me, is it? No, nope. really not. I'm just going to, I'm hiding over the other side of the studio here. Just and we're both Kent as well. I didn't realise that. So yeah, you're I'm definitely going to get like, What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's his impression of someone from Kent. No, it's my impression of you. Because when family. she gets angry, she goes, Ugh. I'm like, that is you're from Kent. That's okay, from Kent. Whereabouts are you from, Kate? Beckenham. I was born in Sidcup, so I sort of started that in, but then moved to yeah Maidstone. So. Yeah, you're further Kent than me. Yeah, yeah. You're deeper Deep into Kent. The... Deep Kent. <laughs> um, so Angela, there's uh, a million reasons why women don't want kids. Is there a particular reason for you? Well, the first thing I always want to say is people think that when you don't want kids, it's that you somehow hate kids and that you don't want to be anywhere near them or have you. I love my friends' kids and I will hang out with them. I will fill them up with sugar and send them back quite happily. I don't hate kids. But for me, I think it's two things made my decision really easy. One okay. is that I'm the only product from my parents, right? So they had me and then they divorced. And then they both went on to have other families and then divorced again. So... I always had in my head, if I'm going to have kids, it's got to be with the right person. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, 
that person's in your life forever, whether you want them to or not, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so that's always been in the back of my mind. And I know how complicated step families and all that can get. And it can work, of course it can, but it does complicate things. You've got to think about that. And the other thing is, so my mum remarried and had my brother when I was, I think I was about 12 when he was born. And I can remember her bringing him home and it was a fucking nightmare. Sorry, I've sworn already. There's <laughs> no, we, Kent, it's Ken. No, listen, <laughs> swearing is good. This is a podcast, so you can say whatever the fuck yeah. you want. So. Oh, good. Oh, that's all right then. Oh, cool. Bodge, you just said the F word. Oh, that's my first swear. Yeah, I think it is. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> you've got a bit red, Bodge. I can see you're a bit embarrassed that you've done that. Look at that. I love it. So I, rem- I remember him, and I, I mean, I adore my brother. We're really close. I love him to bits. But he was a little asshole for the first three years of his life. Um, he was quite hyperactive. He never slept and he screamed. None of us got any sleep and turned out he had like a dairy allergy and once we took him off mum took him off dairy he was fine but he was he would just he was a monster like he was a red-eyed monster on cheese on cheese (laughs) yeah Yeah, i know right of all the drugs to be yeah and i think i have that so vividly etched in my mind that when you bring that newborn baby home from the hospital it's not all you know tweety birds and Mm. it's hard like none of us slept it wasn't just my mum it wasn't just my stepdad it was me as well because he was loud and and i did love him and and it sounds like you did love him (laughs) i really did i I mean my mum used to say she never had to do any because i used to take him around the block in his pushchair because i was a 12 year old girl and a real life doll you know, did they I ever did look at you him. twice when you're walking with the pushchair as a 12-year-old oh, well, gal? I was in Maidstone. Nobody bad an eyelid, mate. <laughs> you were one of the older ones. Like, She's left it a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, he was just... I loved him, but it was such hard work. And I think as I've got older, I've remembered that. So I've always been in my head like, well, I've got, you know, if I'm going to do it, it has to be when the time's right. And, and remember that that hard work it was. And I thought what would happen is that some point in my like late 20s 30s that i'd be encompassed by that i must have a baby now no matter how illogical that is <laughs> and it just never happened the the logic's always been there and so the the situation's never been the the perfect situation because it doesn't exist mm. so i've never done it and now i'm 42 so it's not going to happen now. Um, you know, I've started Why the not? perimenopause. So, Have you? Yeah, which is a bit like before the... So I could technically still do it, but it's unlikely. Like, my reproductive system sort of handed its notice in, you know. <laughs> it's kind of coasting till it can Got, retire. Gardening leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> wow. that. So it probably could happen if I really wanted it to. But also, as I've hit my 40s, I've started to get tired. Like, you do just get tired more you know I like my early nights now and I like my lay-ins in the morning more than ever and I'm not sure that you know the thought of having a newborn now makes me feel oh my god I'm too tired the thought of having a 10 year old in my 50s really makes me feel tired so there's sort of the logic is still there for me and I think some people can go yeah but you forget about logic when you really want it it's like well I obviously don't really want it because that logic shouts at me yeah so occasionally I'll hold a baby and I'll go this is really cute and I can really and then my mind goes no no they are not like this forever you know there's pros and cons I guess in having children younger and older yeah I guess when you are younger you can handle it more yeah I'm screwed then in that case because I'm 40 next year. No, sorry. You are the most energetic person I've ever met. (laughs) I'm screwed because I will wake up in the morning and be like, oh, no, please stop. Let me sleep longer. She's out of bed. She's running around. Yes, yeah, so if you're a morning person, you're. F- I have never been a morning person in my life. Never, never, oh, never. I'm a morning person. Oh, you'll probably be fine then. But to me, the thought of... I mean, I've got a 13-week-old puppy 
at the moment, and that is hard enough. What like time is that up, getting you up? Uh, about seven, seven which seven's is not bad. that's. I mean, but that's the middle of the night to me. Do you know what I mean? And I'm a comedian. <laughs> I work at night a lot of the time. You know, so seven a.m. to me might as well be the middle of the night. But um, the tiredness thing, I've really noticed. A, there's a massive change in what I. I make it sound like I'm decrepit. I'm not. I'm quite a youthful 42-year-old. And I still like going out and all of that. But I'm definitely more tired than I was in my 20s. Can we just add that Angela's dog is called Tina? <laughs> what, what inspired Tina? Well, two things. Um, we narrowed it down to two names. She was either going to be Betty Rubble or <laughs> Tina Belcher, which is a character from Bob's Burgers that we love. <laughs> and um, then when we went to visit her at the Breeders the first time, she was the smallest in the litter and they were calling her Teeny. So we're like, well, Tina's nearly Tina, oh, so, so we went with Tina. I like that. <laughs> Do you think if we had a kid, we could we'd call her Tina? I can't imagine a child called Tina. No, it's quite a, it's very eighties sort it of is. name. So now it's yeah, people in their kind of thirties or forties are called Gradually Tina. Just I think. like Tina Turner. Yeah, Tina. There's um, worse people to be named after than Tina Turner. There are. Yeah, of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> For one example, yes. <laughs> Just saying. I'm worried about how quickly your mind jumped to that. Yeah, straight, it's fine. Right in there. straight there. <laughs> Did you absolutely know that you didn't want a baby after your mum brought your brother home and you spent those first three years of your life thinking? I, I don't think I did at the time. So I was a 12-year-old girl. Like I said, I had a real-life doll. But mm. then I would very quickly lose my patience and, and temper with him when he was little, you know, because the thing as well about kids, I think unless you've been around little kids, you don't necessarily know or remember, is that they love repetition. You know, so we watched the same episode of bloody play days or whatever it was over and over and over again and they never get bored of it and it's so tedious why are they like and that conversations with children are so boring <laughs> they've got nothing to offer right <laughs> and that's great if you do it every now and then i'll go and i'll chat and play with my kid. if i had to do that every day i'd go mad listen i um, i have to agree with you because i remember when we had your nephew who is lovely he's great mm. but it is difficult because you're like so Brexit and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like no I'm like oh uh, oh they probably make more sense of it than the politicians am yeah. I right hey, hey. Um, yeah, he did right. have a very interesting take on Venezuela though so that was good <laughs> no I remember this actually when I was a kid walking along with my mum on holiday and I distinctly remember this for two hours talking to her about championship manager oh my god and I was about eight and I was going blah 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 sign this back. and my mum was just going yep yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. and I asked her recently I said that, why don't you just tell me to shut up she was like oh you just I just thought I'd let you talk because you wanted to talk. Aww. And I was like, That's, you must have been so bored. But she probably gave her some speaking. As long as she said, you, you didn't care if she was actually listening or no. not at that point. You no. know, it's, yeah. But I do think that when you've got that all day, every day, and I, and I know I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day. I went out with her and her little girl who's adorable, little three-year-old. But she said, you know, I'm often at home with her during the day and I don't get to talk to a grown-up all day and I don't Ugh. get to talk about anything other than whatsoever's on CBeebies or, you know, or they want to play games all the time. It's like, you be mummy, you be this, you be... And it's just, she said, it's just so tiring, that. And I think that's the thing we don't think about is that, no. you know, we're adults with adult brains and, and need that sort of stimulation. And that's what I think I personally would find really hard is to be mm. at home with a child all day. And I'm sure if it's your child, obviously it's different and it's... Yeah. No, I don't think it is. I think they <laughs> but, are still very dry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Angela, you're in a relationship. I am, yes. Uh, your other half, I've heard you say your other half. You hate it, don't you? I, d- I never you know call what him? to Just call him, husband. though. Surely. He's not, not married. married. Oh, you're not married. We're not Sorry. married. We're living in sin. My partner in sin. Let's call him that. That sounds more fun, <laughs> How long have you been it? together? Uh, about five years. And yeah. when did you discuss, or I mean, you must have discussed the idea, even if it's the idea of never having them uh, with him? Well, we, we sort of had that discussion quite early on because I was 37 when I met him. Mm-hmm. So that's an age where, you know, it's like, if you're going to do it, get, get a cracking on, you know. And I pretty much knew that I didn't want to do it. But at that point in my life, I hadn't ever been in a relationship with somebody who was the right person. I knew that. Okay. And, and I still had the thought in my head that maybe if you were with the right person, you'll change your mind. You know, who knows? That could still happen. So I, I was sort of open-minded going into it that, um, you know, if I meet the right person, then things might change. But when I met Matt, who I'm 100% sure is the right person, more sure than I've ever been about anything, he just not interested at all. And and we very early on, he was like, look, I feel like I need to say I'm not interested in having kids. Like, it's just nothing. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and when I realised that I'd sort of relaxed and gone, oh, that's good. I was like, oh, that answers all my questions. Now I know we're on the same page here, so we can... And, you know, and I do worry. I, I still worry occasionally that one day I'm going to wake up and go, I must have a child now, mm. because I know people that's happened to. Yeah. been so adamant they don't want kids, and suddenly, overnight... Do you think Matt will ever change his mind, or is he... No, I don't set. think so. I mean, we, we, let's say we got this puppy recently, and Matt was never a dog person, wasn't really interested, and yeah. I was like, oh, no, we're, you know, we're not having kids, but we are getting a dog. And um, when we when we got her and brought her home... I expected he'd fall in love with her a bit, you know, but he is utterly besotted. <laughs> and I said to him after about two weeks, I was like, this doesn't mean you want a baby now, does it? <laughs> He's like, you didn't think you wanted a dog and look at you. Uh, he's like, no, it's all right, it's fine. I still don't want a baby because they will grow up to hate you. Dogs won't. Like, <laughs> Dogs will always love you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, though, it's a stepping stone into mothering a human as well, though, isn't it? Having a dog. I think it's a good way to sort of see whether you can cope with responsibility because it is quite, you know, I'm not saying that having a dog is the same as having a baby. And I'm really careful not to say that in front of my parent friends. You know? <laughs> but it is, you're responsible for keeping this thing alive that hasn't yeah. asked to be with you you know you've sort of enforced yourselves upon them and so yeah there is that a good test of whether you can be responsible for another living creature i think being a i can't believe i'm going to say this dog parent i hate that phrase <laughs> we swore we were we not going to yeah. mummy and daddy and we t- do it all the bloody yeah. time all the time <laughs> honestly with ours it's like where's mummy where's yeah. mummy is that like running up the stairs where's papa bodge that's what yeah. you are so shameful <laughs> i mean we've got two now uh, and it is a lot of responsibility, yeah. especially when one of them keeps trying to attack other dogs and pissing on your pillows. <laughs> but I think that is... I mean, look, it's not exactly the same because you can't leave them on their own, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Children. Dogs you can. Dogs you can, yeah. Dogs you can. I often think if you have dogs, then actually going on to the kid mode isn't that far of a step. Oh, come on. It's children 0.5, isn't it? Shit. You can't You can't put kids in a kennel, Bodge. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> But, you know, well, if you're going on a holiday, you can pop the dog in a kennel for a fortnight and go to the Maldives. You can't do that with kids. I mean, to be fair, we would ne- we would never do that oh, to our dog. No. I know what you're going to say. No, no, we'd, we'd give them to like, my mum or your parents. He keeps going, you do realise that if we had a baby, we could just give the baby to my mum anytime she would babysit, anytime. She what if the kid's a little... Yeah. Well, we don't have to tell her and we'll get at least one holiday out of it. <laughs> and after that, we'll just hand off to other family members. <laughs> Do you ever get this? I get this a lot. When you say you don't want kids, people go, but you'd be a great mum. Oh, 
all the time. Big, I take that as a compliment. Yeah. I take that as a compliment, but then... It would be a like, weird insult. Are you trying to make me feel guilty for not using my maternal skills? Because here's the thing, I, the world doesn't need me to have a baby, right? We are overpopulated, the environment's fucked. I am not letting anyone down by not having a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that really infuriates me, that sort of... Um, but, but you're a woman who doesn't want it, doesn't compute, there must be something wrong with you. Look how wonderful it is. And I know that when when my friends say that to me... Um, you know, you'd be a lovely mum, it's such a shame. And I know what they mean, and I get it. What they're saying is that they've got this child that they have this bond with that is so strong and unlike anything else. Mm. And because they love me, they want me to feel that as well. And I get that. And then I say, well, you know, who else feels that way? Like heroin addicts about heroin. (laughs) Not everything is for everyone. And and, and people think that you can't understand that bond if you're not a parent. But it's like, I can, because I was a recipient of that bond. Mm. Like, I do understand that bond because I've got parents. Yeah. So yeah. it's not... And the whole thing about... You don't about, not feel love just because you don't have exactly, a child. Exactly. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what love feels like. I have two incredible parents who loved me and, you know, were brilliant at raising me. So I... It's not that I don't understand... Love. And, and the sentence I hate more than anything else in the world is speaking as a mother. And if anyone says that in my eye, will have that. Because compassion doesn't just happen when you have a pet. You know, some people are compassionate, some aren't. Some of those people have kids, some don't. That is it. Mm. You know, there are some fuckwits with children. Piers Morgan's got children, right? So, Unbelievable, isn't it? You know, if anyone would allow that to happen. I, exactly. In civilised right, society. Uh, uh, so I get so cross when people think that I'm not able to be compassionate about mm-hmm. the world we live in because I haven't given birth. It's insane. You were just saying about letting people down. There is an article in the news today, and it's about a woman, man and woman who have got married. So the man's had the snip. What's the equivalent for the woman? Tubes tied. Oh, tubes tubes tied. tied. That's That's horrible, doesn't it? Spade. That's not... (laughs) I don't know. Spot the dog daddy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. To be fair, the other day I said... uh, Shirley was going up to another dog and I didn't know how to describe her so I went sorry about the blonde dog I, I was like I no, you went the blonde one's a bit um, the bit, she's a bit snappy and I was like you're not in a bar talking to your mates about which girl you want to the blonde one I'm like what colour is she? Champagne oh my don't god know. I, know, I don't know what colour she is but she's not blonde she's white okay. she's got white hair fine this man and this woman, he's at the snip, she's at her uh, tubes tied, mm. and the mum of one of them, who paid for their wedding, has asked for her money back. What? Genuinely, she's taken them to court because they've decided not to have children. And she said, it's the reason you got married, you've let me down, I thought oh. you were having a baby. She wants the money back. Was there a contract beforehand? Because if not, then get then fucked. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> what, right. This is another... I'm very lucky in that um, my mum has never, ever, ever put any pressure on me to be a grandmother. Like, she says, she's got two kids, me and my brother, and my brother's 12 years young, so he's 30. And I don't know, him and his girlfriend may well have children one day. They just bought a house, so that very much might be on the cards. Well, the next step, surely. Surely. You have to fill the house. But neither of us have ever had any pressure from my mum that she wants to be a grandmother or any little hints and all that. And I, so many of my girlfriends get that from their parents, and I, I do not understand it because it just seems so... You can't live your life vicariously... Yeah. Through me, you know, and if you, the reason you had me was to continue some sort of genetic, do you know what I mean? Like some kind of monarchy. Yeah, Yeah, it's a horrible... You get it with your mum. She's always asking for a grandchild. No, my mum does it kind of tongue-in-cheek. She loves you to bits and she would just like to see a child as well. That's so she... that's why she's always making that's cauliflower the cheese to bribe well, me. That not, it's a funny thing you say that, that, that somehow, with this wedding thing, that somehow if you don't have a child, it means your relationship isn't 
equal to people who do. Like, I think people look at go, well, you obviously don't love each other enough to what? Because if you loved each other enough, you'd want to create a, a human yeah. being. And it's bullshit. Yeah. Because I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in, and and making a baby is relatively. I know it's not easy for everybody. Let me, you know, but in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's quite easy to do by accident. And not having a baby takes more thinking about sometimes than having one. Yeah, you know, I've never got, oh God, I've not had a baby again. I accidentally (laughs) put a condom on. That's never, you know. And so the idea that we don't love each other because we don't want a child is infuriates me. It's bullshit. As much as I am obviously pro baby, Mm. we were having this discussion earlier that somehow it's women's natural thing to be on earth to to have babies there's like six billion people yeah i don't think it's going to hurt anything if a few of them don't have any i don't have children and um i'm i've got a vegan diet so you know that means i get to put a wine bottle in the wrong bin every now and then because i am doing more than anyone <laughs> i can think of That's good. You know what i mean the, the biggest the biggest problem in the planet is overpopulation so how dare you say that i have no love or no compassion because i don't have children if anything it's part of my decision is that the world doesn't need this for me and actually would it not be a selfish act to do it do you have people actually saying that to you i don't think anyone said to your face i don't know they they have what happens is quite often people and the glorious thing about being in my 40s i love being in my 40s because now people have stopped asking me when i'm gonna (laughs) have kids because they assume that i can't but i think people go oh she's in her 40s hasn't got kids on one it must be a problem must be a problem there we won't go there you know and i just think well as long as you're not going there i don't care what you think that's fine Mm. but um they won't say it directly to me no but i know that that attitude is out there and prevails because there's, you know, like I said, I, Katie Hopkins wrote an article um, a couple of years ago in the Daily Mail and she said that childless women were odd and lack a human connection. Oh, that was regards to Theresa May, wasn't it? Oh, wow. Which, you know, and you just, so you know that attitude's out there that people treat you with some sort of suspicion, like you're some kind of robot, you're not an, a proper woman you know, it can be quite upsetting. It really can when it people really is. because I've never really been able to explain why I haven't had yeah. that calling or I don't want kids. I just don't. Then I feel guilty for yeah. saying that because some women have tried to have babies and they can't, That's or some the other women thing as well. People say, you know, oh, what about those poor people who can't have children? And my heart goes out to those people. I'm like, I, you know, I can't imagine Same. what that pain must be like to really want it and not be able to do it. Mm. But I don't see how me having a baby helps them. No, that's not it? your responsibility. You know, that's not, it's yeah. like when you're a kid and, and you're, you know, you won't eat your dinner and your mum says there's children starving in Africa. It's like, well, do we send it to, I don't know. Like, you know, my having yeah. a kid is not going to help a couple who can't. Yeah. And I, I do think, and I, I talked about this with my boyfriend recently, that if I was 10 years younger... I think I'd consider surrogacy as something because there are so many people who want children and can't have them. And if my system does work and I'm perfectly healthy and could, you know, I could have helped a mm. couple that, and I would have been happy to do that. It just never occurred to me yeah. when I was, and now I'm 42, it's too risky. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You were talking about um, how people say, well, you obviously don't love each other then enough if you're not going to have a child. Fun fact for you guys. Since the 1980s, at least two dozen studies have shown that the quality of marriage decreases once the couple has kids. Studies also show that when kids leave the nest, parents are happier than any other time in their relationship. Does this not put you off? I think that it does damage relationships. I've got friends who have said that. You know, it's something you're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to say... I had a baby and it ruined my marriage because that's an awful thing to say. It sounds like you're blaming a child. But I think it happens a lot because suddenly, um, and I was talking about with a friend just the other day, she said suddenly the person you thought you loved most in the world has taken a back seat because this new person's come along who, and you've had love that you can't imagine for it. So, yeah. of course, that person who used to be number one is now relegated. Yeah. And it and that can be a strain on a relationship, I think. And if, you know, all your focus is on a child, I think people can end up feeling left out or, you know, and especially when a child needs its mother at certain points in its life and its dad at other points in its life. And it can be a really difficult dynamic to navigate. And so it, it is introducing... I mean, again, I was in my late 30s when I met Matt, the best relationship I've ever been in. And there's part of my... If it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Yeah. And it's... I don't we're really happy. Why would I want to do anything to stabilise that? Do you know when I felt the closest to being like a mother of a newborn baby was when we first got Shirley? And she came with so many problems. Mm. There was peeing in the house, there was pooing in the house, there was running away, there was barking. And you and, and I that was... was just me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and I were pretty stressed out with each other because it's just you guys and mm. you're dealing with this thing and you just you, you, you just snap each other, you, you lose patience, you're both tired. Can you imagine what it's like with a child? But this, mm. Okay, this is a great example because at that time I was saying to you, it's okay, we're going to get through this, it'll be okay. And it was stressful. And now you look at it, there was we had to take her to a vet for an emergency because she basically ate some human shit and oh. we thought she was going to die. Oh. And the oh, the fear we felt as we were driving her to the vet and you were carrying her and then when we came out of the vet, did we both say we didn't realise how much we loved her mm. until that moment and how much how good is it now and how much fun do we have with her and Baxter? Yeah, yeah. So, I think with a child, the thing is that that because they go through so many stages like with a puppy or a dog you get to a point where you've you've done the training you've done the groundwork then that dog is that dog for life for life whereas a child you know you get you just get through the baby then you've got the toddler you just get through the toddler then it's school you just get through school then it's a teenager there are good bits in there it's just if you don't feel prepared to take that on you shouldn't take it on it's not fair on a child to take it on no that's that's the other thing i felt as well is would i want to you know a parent who I was like, well, I'll do this because I'm supposed to. It's the next thing to do. I got married, now I'm supposed to have a kid. Or do I want a parent who desperately wants it? Interestingly enough, I actually spoke to somebody. Who was it? But I basically said to her, why did you have children? And she said, out of FOMO. Are you serious? You sort of get on this treadmill, don't you, in life? You go to school, you go to college, you do your job, you buy your house, you get married, you have a kid. And, And then it's nice to know there's other ways. There's other... You don't have to be on that treadmill. You don't have to do that thing if it doesn't suit you. And I've got a really good friend of mine, again, I won't name her, but she quite openly said to me, but it's a thing you're not supposed to say as a mother. She's got two kids. So I love my kids and I'd die for them. But if I could go back in time knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have them. 
How really? old was she when she had them? She must have been about 34 when she had the first and then 38, 39 when she had the second. And why wouldn't she have had them? She's just said because your life completely changes. Like there's no preparing for how much it changes. Like now, when she finally gets a, a night out, like she wants to go mad. And I'm like, oh, I can't, babe, I can't be, I'm 42, I can't be bothered. She's like, we are going out. You're tired <laughs> all are, the time. I've got the kids are with grandma, we are going out. And, um, you know, like I say, she loves them, she would never be without them. But I think she looks at my life with a bit of envy, you know, and a bit of, oh, I still can do what I like pretty much. And, you know, I don't have to... And that huge sense of responsibility of... You know, what is it? Philip Larkins, they fuck you up, your mum and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. And <laughs> to be responsible for that is something that I'm, I've always been... Because I had quite a... My mum and dad loved me, but my childhood was quite chaotic in many ways. And um, you've got to be prepared. It's Not only is it a full-time job, but you're responsible for whatever that child becomes. A lot of it's going to be down to... It's just so much work. Do you... I want to be paid to work. Yeah. <laughs> Will you pay me to have a baby, please? I mean, strange transaction, but okay. <laughs> um, do you ever think, like, later on in life, when you're 60, 70, however old, yeah. and when it is just you and Matt, <laughs> and you don't have anyone else kind of looking after you is the wrong kind of phrase, but anyone there with you? Do you ever I, think th of that? There are things that make me sad about not having kids. For example, exactly that. Like, the thought of us, you go, well, is this it now? It's just me and you, this is it till we die now. You know, there's no... That next life stage that is the kids and then the grandkids and the kids go to school and all that stuff isn't coming. So this is it. Is this what we want? And the other thing is things like... like I love Christmas, like, I love Christmas and my dad was a massive Christmas fan and he passed away 11 years ago. So I, ever since he died, I've gone, right, we make Christmases a big thing. But Christmas is about kids and if we haven't got kids, you know, you get to a point where even now we're like, this Christmas Day, it was me and Matt and Matt's mum and dad on Christmas Day and we had a lovely time, cooked a nice meal and I still do stockings and things even though we're all adults. But there is a part of me that's like, one day they won't be here anymore and it'll just be me and you on Christmas Day and that's a bit <laughs> shit. But having said that, those little sadnesses that I have for those things don't outweigh the sense that I don't think I... Or I know that, that bringing a child up isn't what I want to be doing with my life. But then I've got a lot of close friends with kids. They're our family. You yeah. know, we, we do... We go and get our kid fixed. We go down over the Christmas period. I go down with my best mate, Kirsten. She's got three kids. We go down there. We have a lovely couple of days with them and then we are ready to leave. <laughs> you know, I love... They're my three favourite children in the world. I love them. Uh, hello, Ollie, Dominic and Megan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's always lovely to spend time with them. And I love that their house is a big family house and it's manic and there's pictures on the wall and it's all lovely. But I love coming back to my place where it's just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, everything's where I put it. <laughs> so you're looking for kind of rental children rental for Christmas. Rental children, yeah. I mean, that would be the idea. Like blockbusters, but yeah. for children. <laughs> Maybe one day we'd do, like, fostering or something. I don't know. That might be an option, but uh, it's just not right for us. I just think that having a child doesn't necessarily mean you won't be lonely when you're older because children go up. Children have their own families. Children move away. I'm one of four, right? I remember one of my grandparents being quite lonely because as soon as one of them died... Yeah. Then the other one was on their own for most of the time. And it was even with four grandchildren and one of their children going to visit them every other day. They were still lonely. Oh, for yeah. most of the day, they're on their own. So it doesn't... Because you say this a lot. You're like, what about when you're old? You will be lonely. It's and I'm not like, a but reason that's... to have kids. I mean... And also, I, I worked in a nursing home when I was a student. And most of the 
people in that nursing home had children, did we see them? Some of them never. See what I mean? Mm. I mean, Matt and I joke about it. We're with our, we with the other day with some friends who've got kids. We're like, it's right for you. You'll be in a nice nursing home. We're going to be in the council one. So you haven't got any kids to pay for it. Like, we're <laughs> I was going to say, it's not just Angela and I who have thought long and hard about this. More stats for you. According to the Pew Research Centre study in 2018, the US and European fertility rate is at an all-time low with one in five people now remaining childless and it was one in ten in the 1970s. And you'd think uncertainty would be higher among men, but now it's it's more women that are uncertain. Yeah. I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that as a 50-year-old man you could be a father. We have this cut-off point that is so definite. And you're told you can have everything as a woman now, you can have a career, you can do this. And and then when you choose the career over having kids, then you've got it wrong. If you choose having kids over having a career, well, then you're letting down career women. You you can't win. And it's so hard to do both. And women do it, and I think they're amazing. You know, when you see these women at the top of the business world, you know, who've got four kids, I go, how the fuck did you do that? (laughs) And good luck to them. But I haven't got the energy or the desire to, you know, I like my sleep. And um, I, I think that that makes that decision so much harder for us because we do have to make that choice. And because you're the person who has to, you know, carry a baby for nine months, then give birth to it, then breastfeed it, yeah. if you're breastfeeding. You know, so it, it's not just, a, you know, oh, I can go straight back to work after two weeks paternity leave and get, you know, go back to how things were. It's different for women, it just is. I have so much respect for women because when you actually get into the detail of birth, as oh my we've kind of done... It's like, wow. Mate, I, cause I trained as a nurse, right? And I Did remember you? my midwifery placement really vividly. Talk to us about and, that. Oh, mate, I, I don't know how midwives have their own kids because you see that and you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, never, it's, it's, it's brutal. It's a brutal thing that happens to a woman's body because it's a human being coming out of it, you know. And obviously, we've been doing it forever and it is natural and it's all those things. But there's no getting away from the fact that it can cause long-term changes to your body. Mm. And you have that's another thing you have to be ready to take on. Your body won't ever be the same again. Now, I'm not particularly... I mean, look at me, I'm, you know, I'm not somebody who's worried about their body particularly. <laughs> but that. do you know what I mean? I, but then internally, <sighs> things can be... You know, I like the fact that I'm 42 and I can laugh without pissing myself. I can. And, you know... <laughs> I'm proud of that. That terrifies me. <laughs> That'll come in yeah. about 30 years. So yeah, yeah, some, yeah. I mean, yeah. it will come. I'm, I'm keeping saving it off, you know. I get hay fever, so I'd be <laughs> sneezing and pissing myself all over the place if I had kids. Did you ever meet partners in the past who were like, I want kids, and you were like, okay, I'll give you a call next week sometime. <laughs> Bye, delete. Not really. I mean, no, my previous partner, we were sort of in our maybe 20s when we got together, late 20s, and I think we just thought that that'll come. That'll, you know, and then we split up when I was in my early 30s and it just never, la- it just never landed. But that never wasn't came. the reason you broke up. Oh, he, he was an arsehole. He no, was just um, a dick. <laughs> no, it just didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, can you think of one story where you've witnessed parents and kids where you're like, thank fuck I don't have kids? Oh, I mean, every time in a supermarket I see some poor woman trying to do her shopping and, you know, just screaming. To, I And I can remember, you know, I sometimes just think of what a little bastard I was as a kid and just go, I don't want that in my 
My poor parents. It was so dull when it going to supermarket shopping. Oh I can see why God, kids hate it. So That's tedious. why it's great having a dog because you don't have to take them to the big shop. Yeah, they would love home. to do the big shop. Can they, you imagine? Oh, they'd it's, go mental in a supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> I'd actually love to take them for the big shop in a little dog backpack. We've taken them to B and Q and home base before. Yeah, we took oh. back, we put Baxter in a trolley in B and Q. They were like, you can take him in, but as long as he's in a, he's in a trolley. I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. <laughs> there is one baby in this world who has made me a little bit like. I've seen her and the day after I'm in the shower and I'm going, I could, I think I could do this. Just to emphasise, this is a baby we know and not just like one in the park. No, yeah, she's my friend's kid. Yeah. My friend's kid, she's called Margot. I've hung out with her. She is funny and she's good to be around and I've never seen her throw a proper tantrum. She's so happy all the time and I'm like, oh my goodness. You can't guarantee you're you, going to get that you one. You cannot. Just, my yeah. <laughs> just throw my pen at Angela. Yeah. What's the best thing about not having a kid? Best thing about not having a kid is being able to sleep in. Yeah. And... Puppies have a certain respect for a hangover that I don't think a child does. <laughs> like, as long as I feed the puppy, yeah. Yeah. get on with it, it's fine. Whereas a toddler, don't give a shit how minging you are. My friends went out the other night. They were going to live in Manchester and they had a big leaving do in London. Her mum came up and babysat Margot, little Margot, who oh. I've got a soft spot for. And they got in at four and her mum knocked on her bedroom door at half seven and went, I'm going now. She's like, I've got to get back. Because she stayed over the mum and she thought she was going to just let them have a lie-in. Yeah. And so then Margot was up and they'd had three and a half hours sleep. No, they got no, McDonald's no. on delivery. It was just, that's pretty much every weekend, your child waking you up when you're not ready. Yeah. We think it's bad enough Shirley waking us up at 7.15. I've got to say, we don't really go out, like, out anymore. We mm. don't go, I'm not allowed to say clubbing, but that's what I've always said. Yeah. But that's because I went clubbing 20, to the 10 years ago. To the disco, the disco anymore. <laughs> Should we put the up? Go up, Wish. Go up, Wish. Right. Go to the disco. <laughs> We go to the pub, we go out for food. Yeah. And I appreciate you can't take kids to all those things. But I, I think as long as you have it planned, mm. I'm lucky. Well, I say I'm lucky. I think my mum will be pretty good, but my mum might change her mind. you can't rely on that. No. She might be for a bit, but you can take the piss if you're not... Yeah. Like my mum was like that. When we were talking about getting a dog, we weren't sure if our you know, schedules could... My mum's like, I'll have a dog whenever you like. And I said, <laughs> you say that now. Yeah. yeah. But the reality is you've got a life and yeah. we can't assume that because you're over 60, you don't have a life, so you're going to be our... Because that's the other thing. When I was little, so my mum and dad both worked full-time and my dad's mum came and lived with us. Now, at the time, to me, she was an old lady who lived in a, you know, with us, my nan. Yeah. Great. When I think about it now, she was 60 when she came. That's no age. That's less than 20 years older than me. Mm. And it's like they've basically gone, well, your life's not worth living. You might as well come in and look after <laughs> the baby now. You know, and I just think, I wonder if her life could have been different. If she hadn't been living with us looking after me, she could have remarried. She could have, you know, had a whole other... Have you spoken no. to your mum about that? Do you, do you know that she... Did, do it was you on my dad's wants... side. Oh. And, and unfortunately, it only really occurred to me... Quite she, recently. Yeah. I wonder if she wanted to. I think she loved living with her. And I was very close to her. But I do often wonder, like, oh, did we stop you living your life? So I'd hate to put that pressure on my mum that she thinks she'd have to give up her life because of my decision. I do like what your dad said to you. Uh, what was that? Oh, no, well, did he say it to me? I can't remember. But he said, I think he said this to me. He went, Bosch, because he can't say Bodge for some reason. <laughs> he calls him Bosch. He goes, Bosch, we don't need Kate to have kids. We've already got four grandkids. That's enough. She doesn't need to have any. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm still going to try, Des. Not like, didn't go into detail of how. Yeah. But they were content with four. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they don't want to babysit anymore. I'll tell you the other thing that makes me go, oh, I've done the right thing, is um, if you go to a restaurant or to a pub, like, I love eating out, right? Even if it's just pub food or whatever, I just yes. love eating nice food. And if you go out with people with kids... 
they can't enjoy their meal when mm. you're trying to feed a child and eat your food. And, and to me, that's like, oh, no, no, no. When I'm eating my dinner, I want to eat my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's... So you know, true. Things but, like that. It's really hard. An upside is there's always plenty of leftovers with a kid, isn't there? <laughs> I was going to say, I was literally going to say, but I don't need it. I was going to say, and you love your food. So yeah. that would be, but now it kind of works both ways. Uh, you yeah. can, to be yeah. fair, we went out this weekend with our friends and their two kids and they were sound. Yeah, but they were grown-up kids. One was 14, one yeah, was 10. They, get they were yeah, like babies. A couple more questions. Um, I get this all the time when you say you don't want a child. People say, but that's what we're here for. That's the meaning of life. How do you feel about that? Well, how do you know? No one knows what the meaning of life is. Maybe we're not supposed to be here at all. We're an accident of nature. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The big bang happened, but this life occurred out of it. Maybe that wasn't ever part of the grand plan. No one really knows. And if you believe that this is some sort of God's will then I'd want kids, wouldn't I? I mean, the science is there, the evidence is there, the overpopulation and, you know, we've got in the middle of a climate change crisis. Maybe that's why that more women now don't want to have kids. Yes. Maybe it's because, like, oh, shit, we've overdone it, we need to take the foot off the... And I'm, you know, part of that. Who knows? But what I say to those people is, you don't know any more than I do. All I know is how I feel. And if someone else has made... Some other beings made me feel that way, then they obviously had the intention to make me feel that way. Yeah, it's the people trying to convince you, like when people say, but it's the meaning of life. Have a kid and you'll you'll know. I'm not going to just have a kid so I can... Uh, because I think the meaning of life is what you make of it. Like, Absolutely. I, what if I was just put on this planet to be a dog mum? What about homosexuality then? Is that wrong too? Yeah. Because... That doesn't procreate. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Shall I tell you something I, I learned today? This is completely random, but kind of tapping in, well, leading into the meaning of life. Komodo dragons, stay mm -hmm. with me here. Komodo dragons, the mum has kids, I don't know, eggs, I assume. And as soon as the kids hatch, their first instinct is to run up a tree, otherwise their mum will eat them. There you go. Show me that Jeremy Kyle episode. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So the meaning of life, surely, come on, let's just say, it's if you... it's Komodo dragons, they're part of life as well. Yeah. They're but people. But that's the thing, people go, oh, it's nature. It's like, you do realise nature is a horrible thing sometimes. Yeah. All, all through nature, mothers eat their young or don't give a, you know, reject their young. Yeah. Or, but, you know, I don't buy that that that's the meaning of life, to procreate. We've gone on a hard philosophy nature yeah. angle We're here. still on the philosophy tip. It's when Getting people the... say, but what if you regret it later on in life? Now, there's a quote from someone that says, more people regret the things they haven't done than the things they have. Maybe I will. Maybe I will regret it when I'm 50, 60, whatever. Nothing I can do about it. Like, regret is such a wasted emotion yeah. anyways. You just have to go, well, I made that decision when I was in my 30s and 40s. Now I live with it. Maybe I will, but then I'll deal with it then. You know, it's... it's. I'm not going to have... What if I have a child and regret it? That's way worse, isn't it? Yeah. Because then I, there's a child there. <laughs> Most people who regret it, though, I've said this on a previous episode, the people that I've found online uh, are people that have had more than two and the people that have had them in their early 20s. They've missed out a bit of their life yeah. through doing it. I think it's it's... What's really sad is you're not allowed to say as a parent, I sort of wish I hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah. Because, it, it, so right. it, you know, people equate that with saying you don't love your kids. But, but I think that's quite a common thing. Quite a lot of friends I know have said that to me. You know, like I said to you before, my friend, if I could go back in time, I'm not sure I would have them. Not that they don't love their children, but I know a lot of people who, you know, feel that they've missed out on certain things. Like my... my career now for want of a better word as a stand-up I didn't start doing stand-up till I was 33 if I'd started having a kids then you know that sort of peak yeah. time to do it now then I wouldn't be sat here now you know I wouldn't have the career I've got I would have had to go back to my old job it just wouldn't have and I had that choice to make as well 
and I suddenly found the thing I wanted to do and it was like well I'm not I'm call me selfish I don't and I don't mind if people call me selfish maybe I am but better that than bring a child into the world that I don't want yeah you know and if that's because I'm selfish then so be it but I had this chance of a career that I really wanted and I've decided that that means more to me wise words really like (laughs) yeah I think you make a a very good point I can totally understand a lot of people have said to me when you meet the right person Mm -hmm. you'll have kids and up until now I've never ever wanted them and Bod you're the first person who I've considered having babies with because I just think you're so bloody good looking and those genes need to be passed on. Yeah. Oh, that's so adorable. Wow. Jenny Claire sent me a text after we recorded her episode, didn't she? And she said, tell Bodge I would have his kids if my ovaries were still working. <laughs> Seeing her on Tuesday. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is, I mean, there is, there is a part of me that thinks that Matt and I would make beautiful children. We'd make lovely children. They'd be fun. They'd, you know, they'd have the nerdy bits of him. They'd have the little bits of me and it'd be lovely. This is what I want to ask you. This yeah. is where I was going with that question. You said you've met the right person. I believe yeah. we're in the same boat. I believe I've met yeah. the right person for me. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Don't want to have kids. Hoping that I can change your mind after this episode <laughs> especially. But you with Matt, do you think that if he did want them, you would have got on the baby train now? Now, now, this is a tricky one. And I'm afraid that you might not like this, Kate, cause, because I think maybe I would have. Not because to please yes. him. No, 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 no. Let me get this. Not to, Because one of my main, main, main reasons for not wanting children is that it's just never been right. Yeah. Now, maybe if I met Matt, he's who he is now, but wanting kids, maybe that thing would have flipped in my head, and I don't know, but maybe that thing would have flipped in my head Go, this is right. But because he doesn't want kids, it's not right. The relationship's right for me, it's not right for kids. Yeah. And so I am happy to keep it as it is, and, and you know, I still feel like he's absolutely the right person for me. Now, had it been that he really wanted children, maybe, maybe then that, flip would have happened and I'd gone yes you're the one to have children with yeah. you just him. never know you won't know because he said to you he doesn't and actually we've spoken about this yeah. I said to you if you'd have said to me uh, six years ago when we first met by the way I don't want kids who's to say that this whole time in our relationship with Mike going sorry they're just not for me yeah. I might have gone oh well I want them like because sometimes the grass is can always I, green can yeah, I just yeah. say actually with Kate constantly if I say what should I do she go I'm going to walk 900 miles this weekend I'm like you can't do that and she'll be like well you've said I can't do that so, so now I'm going to do that watch me. so what I should have done is reverse psychology this whole time be like yeah, I'm not bothered yeah. by kids she'll be like well I want one now yeah, <laughs> you've done 10 kids by now yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's 6 I years want... which is quite some going <laughs> but I wonder if that might have been the case but mm. I doubt it can you just grow um, up and stop with this no, <laughs> just doing upset? the opposite you of what would, I say but you were just saying Angela about like you know if he'd have said yeah I do want them you might who knows you who might knows? have I do wish I really do wish that I had a different opinion on this because mm. I'd love to just wake up one day and go, I'm ready. Yeah. And I still think that it might happen. My yeah. friend, who was 42 when she had her first, 44 when she had her second after quite a long time trying, she said to me, I never wanted kids. I was like you the whole time. No, no, no. And then one day I woke up and bam, I wanted a baby. And I'm like, oh, maybe that'll happen. Yeah. I'm so scared that it won't because I know how much I'm it means that to you. it will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still terrified I mean, that it will now. I'm still confident of persuading. Mm. I always say mm-hmm. I've never, yeah. ever, ever done anything in my life where I couldn't stop doing it if I didn't want to do it anymore. Be it a job, be it a relationship, be it, you know, anything... Whereas a child, that's the only thing really where you can't just go, no, I don't want to be a mum now. Would you say, and I'm not saying you are, but would you, I don't know if you see it like that, uh, like a commitment phobe in any way? Maybe, maybe that is part of it. But, you know, if that is part of it, then that's part of who I am. And there's no point in denying that. 
Oh, Angela, I could talk to you all day about yeah. this because we could, we could get, yeah. Well, yeah, but this just persuades you. We're going to have to put like happy music in between, aren't we? <laughs> just like, no, this isn't serious. I just <laughs> want to say at the end of it as well, remember, I do love children. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate and I am available for birthdays. I feel sometimes like my friends, their little kids will have their birthday party or whatever and I won't get an invite. <clears> and, really? I, and I just think it's because they think, oh, she hates kids, we won't invite her, she won't want to come to a room full of kids. It's like, I do. Oh, I'd love to go to a birthday party, wind them all up. Oh, I love playing with kids. Are you thing. sure it's, it's not just... just 24-7. Are they just not, uh, Auntie Angela's drunk again, that's what you can't invite. Yeah, maybe it's more that. We don't want to influence the young kids. Invite Angela to birthday parties. She wants to come to them, yeah, everyone. I do. I love a bouncy castle. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving us a kind of different take on um, Baby Baby because so far it's it's been very one-sided so it's really nice to get someone else's Pleasure. opinion. Thanks for having me. It's been Aww. nice to chat. And congratulations on Tina. Thank Congrats you. Congrats on being a dog mum. Yeah, I am a dog mum. After <laughs> all this, I'm a puppy mum. <laughs> Thank you so much to our lovely Angela Barnes. What a pleasure it was to chat to her about living child-free. This episode was really important for me. And what I love about Angela is that she's really stuck to what she believes is right for her over the years and not done what the majority of women do because it's a social norm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think the line where she said, uh, it'd be far worse for her to have a kid that she didn't want to have rather than just having one because mm. society said so. And I think that really resonated with me because yeah. that should absolutely be the case. You, sh- you should only do something if you want to do it. Mm. But that logic she kept speaking of, like it always saying to her, actually, no, you definitely don't want children. I could really resonate to that. I just loved how honest she was. I think what was really interesting is she, I, and it's kind of not 100% clear, but I got the feeling that if she'd met Matt 10 years before... And he'd said, I want a kid. Then she probably would have gone for it. Which kind of is is interesting because I don't think anyone is really like 100% either way, are they? I do think some people are 100% on their decision. I've got to disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, some people are, mm. but it's, it's rare. I wonder if Matt was to say to her now, let's try for a baby, if she'd go for it. I know she's going through the perimenopause. Perimenopause. <laughs> I've just literally found out that it wasn't pre- Oh, I thought you... that's the word. <laughs> Perimenopause, is that like a Nando's thing? I knew you were going to make a Nando's reference, you jive. I'm hungry. Um, we, we can only speculate, but I just love that she's happy with her decision. And she's right. Like, you cannot have a baby because you're worried about the future. And maybe she will regret it later on in life, but she'll have to deal with that then. And that's the way I look at it, too. Yeah. But yeah. Well, let, let's stop talking now before you're too convinced. <laughs> so um, don't forget, if you want to get in touch, uh, drop us an email to maybebabycast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow Kate. I mean, you probably already do because everyone else does uh, on Instagram. You can Instagram. follow Bodge on Instagram, the notorious yeah. BOJ. Bodge's followers are 90% female. <laughs> I think that says a lot. Um, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast if you're enjoying it. Uh, hashtag Maybe Baby Podcast if you want to talk about it on social media. And we look forward to next time where we talk about the pressure on women to have a baby once they've had a baby. My goodness, it's never ending. <laughs> You know what's going to happen to me if I ever do change my mind? You have to have oh, eight babies. When are you having another one? I'm really excited for our guest. She's hilarious. And how funny was that episode? Yeah. We had to go to her house. It was pandemonium. And just she was just an utter joy to chat to. So, yeah. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Until then. Ta-ra. Weird. I was going to say ta-ra. Oh, come on. Come on. We're so meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>